besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Huge couple of weeks uh, for Rugby League in New Zealand. Of course, not only the, the Rip uh, League this weekend, the double hitter, uh, Kiwi Ferns and the Kiwis up against Tonga, but of course then the Warriors the following weekend get to play in front of fans, their own fans, in Auckland in front of a sold-out um, Mount Smart. It's sold out for the uh, the test as well. So much to look forward to. So let's welcome in a man who has, well, a million voices, one pretty face. He's a darn fine uh, broadcaster and presenter with Sky Sport. He is Goran Paladin. He joins the program somewhere, probably from a war zone. It's breakfast time in the Paladin household. Good morning. <laughs> Daniel McCarty, what an introduction. Great to talk to you again, mate. I haven't seen you since um, the Wellington Phoenix fell flat in the capital upon their return. <laughs> well, that, that was all your fault for turning up. There's a lot of makeup, mate. You're far too pretty. You're far too pretty. You just tell the makeup artist, let me shine. Let me shine. Let mate. me do my own work. It's, it's almost like they get the old, um, what is it, Sally's No More Gaps out, and they just start, like, plying it into all the crevices in my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as young as I used to be, Daniel. Uh, these aren't the days of radio sport, for goodness sake. Can we even talk about radio sport on SENZ? I don't know. Oh, you've got to say RIP every time you do mention it, though, don't you? <laughs> okay, RIP, radio sport. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a drink in your memory tonight. <laughs> I think you only did 17 years there, mate, so... Um, You've aged, you've aged far better than you probably should have. But you are a massive <laughs> league fan. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, uh, just how exciting is the prospect of just footy in, in a stadium? These fans have gone to me so many times over 20 years. It, it seems so silly. A home game can, it can just be so exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. And look, it, it, it might sound ridiculous to say I'm, I'm really excited about the, uh, the Vodafone Warriors match um, Sunday week. Uh, given that they're 15th spot, and if the Titans win when um, the NRL returns, I think they play before the Vodafone Warriors do on the Sunday against the Tigers. They could be provisional last by the time they take to the turf at Mount Smart Stadium, Daniel, so that would be pretty average. But to think that we'll have a sellout, 25,000 fans at that game, it just goes to show how much the, the club means to these people Yes, um, that, that have been starved of the whole experience. I mean, this is why we support these teams, right? You want to get in behind them literally in the stands, sitting in the seats, cheering them on. Haven't been able to do that for, what is it, 1,038 days. The opportunity to do it, even if they are placed 15th or 16th, fans aren't going to pass up that opportunity. And um, if, if they've been unable to secure seats, tickets, for that return game, um, obviously we'll, we'll have broadcast uh, live coverage on Sky Sport that day. But um, yeah, for those in attendance, they're going to be in for something truly special. And and I even uh, I'm pretty sure I don't know if I've, I've got this right or wrong, but I, I have it on good authority that the Mad Butcher he's opening up the Butcher's Lounge as well, like a, a one night only type thing <laughs> for the Warriors' return. So I mean I don't know what's a bigger deal, the, the game itself or the butcher going off in the lounge upstairs. Studio like 54 with a bit of meat, isn't it? It's, a, it's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah, meat packs flying around all over the place. <laughs> hey, you've just, you've just spoken to my producer, Ben Francis, who's actually skipping his job next Saturday to go watch the Warriors' captains run. He's, 
He's turning down oh, good wow. money to go watch the Warriors practice. That's how uh, much look, he loves Daniel, it. Daniel, hey, hey, and I hope you're not ripping into him because oh, is, yeah, I am. This is another am. opportunity. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But yeah. this is an opportunity for, for fans like Ben to get alongside their team. Haven't been able to do it since 2019. So why wouldn't you go to the captain's run? I mean, that, that's a actually. I, I mean, you'd put the call out, wouldn't you? You'd say, look, let's let's get as many people to that captain's run. Let the Warriors feel the love, something they haven't felt for a long time. And, uh, you know, just keep on building up that uh, anticipation and the excitement for Sunday week's game. Let's talk the, the rep footy. Where do you see International League and its importance to the game right. overall? We've had Greg Peters on in the last hour. Um, he's indicated news will become clear in the next couple of weeks, but his hope, his own personal hope, is for an international window, October, November, where New Zealand might play four to six test matches. He wants them to play at home, multiple tests, maybe before heading to the north. So that's one vision, his vision for the future. But what about you? How big a part of the game should rep footy be? Because, you know, I'm a card-carrying member, big fan of it, think it's criminal that we don't have more. It should be the biggest part of the game. Obviously, we're all huge NRL supporters. We've all got our teams, whether it's the Warriors or one of the many Australian um, teams. But, you know, to, to get your your best possible selection representing the nation up against Australia or Tonga or Samoa or England, whoever it might be, that, that should be the most exciting. Like, I look at the Kiwis lineup this weekend to face Tonga, and it really gets the blood flowing. You know, yeah. like that, that's a, a side that's um, full of experience, um, you know, form players in the NRL competition up against a really exciting Tongan outfit. You know, like when I think back five years ago and all the talk was about the, the defectors, the, you know, Jason Tamalolo going across to Tonga, Manu Mau and, and others, that, that, the Tongans don't need that anymore. You know, they are a, a wonderful looking side on paper, even without defectors. Um, and I, I think we really need to um, have that as, that, that's the top draw, you know? Um, and so, like, above all, like, I, I love watching State, State of Origin, excuse me. I've been a, a New South Wales Blues supporter for a long, long time. But the big game for me this weekend is the Kiwis up against Tonga. Um, and, and that's the way it should be. We need more opportunities to celebrate our, our, our nations. Um, and, and how that happens in the, the current calendar, I don't know. I don't have the answers for that. But, um, yeah, I think more opportunities to see the Kiwis in action, I'd be all for it. And, yeah, regular games against Australia, um, Tonga, Samoa, I'd love to see it. But, as I say, I don't know how you squeeze it into the calendar, and I don't know if there's an appetite for that amongst the players. You'd have to ask them. Yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it? Um, the players are the ones that carry the heavy burden, actually getting out and uh, doing the hard work, if you know what I mean. Jason Tomalotto, what a star, mate. I, I'd pay to go watch him elbow people out of the way in the pack and save queue to, to get to the front of the aisle. But as, as far as his, his teammate, how good is this Matema Tonga side, do you think? And, and how do they match up maybe stylistically against the Kiwis? I think they match up pretty well. Um, you know, when you look at the Ford pack, and while Adam Fanua Blake, he's been out injured, missed three games for the Warriors um, with that foot injury, uh, you can't deny his quality and what he did in the early uh, exchanges of the, the Warriors season. You know, he and Matt Lodge were setting the platform for the Warriors and securing those, what, four wins. Um, so Adam Fanua Blake, one of the, the game's best props, going up against one of, one of the game's other best props, James Fisher-Harris and Jesse Bromwich, not too far behind. 
In fact, you know, you, when you look at that that Ford battle, there's going to be a, a lot of sore battered and bodies <laughs> come Sunday morning, isn't there? You know, like there, there are some big humans that'll be uh, launching into the defensive line, and, and that's what I'm I'm really looking forward to the most. A lot of really talented, skilled backs. Um, you know, you, you look at the Tongan back line, and while there's a little bit of um, sort of mix and match, obviously Katoni Staggs plays his rugby league for the Broncos at the centre position, but he, he has been quite vocal in the past about wanting to play in the half, so it's an opportunity for him to show his wares in, in a playmaking role. So keen to see that and going up against Dylan Brown, who is one of the best defensive halves in the competition, the NRL. Um, and uh, the, the youngster out of uh, Manly, Kohler, um, playing centre for Manly, but at fullback, yeah, with a chance to wind up and, and utilise his pace, um, that, that kind of scares me. But um, I, I honestly think that um, man for man, the Kiwis should do it. The, the only thing that... It's not a worry of mine. It, it's, it's just like a, a, I don't know, a questionable selection, if, if, if I can say that. Um, the, 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 the selection of Marata Niakore in centre, um, because he's a guy who's only played five times for the Eels this year. His preferred position is back row. And yes, while he has had success in centre before, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe last year when he was picked at centre um, by Brad Arthur uh, up against Melvin Storm, and he had a ding-dong battle with Justin Ollum. And, you know, again, they just clattered into each other all night long, and I think Marata came out on top. Maybe Michael Maguire is thinking something similar up against Tonga tomorrow. Um, but that, for me, like if you, if you had to put Joey Manu in at centre, because that's what he's been doing for the Roosters, and maybe selected Tamari Martin, who's been playing fullback for the Broncos, a position that he's familiar with. He's been playing it week in, week out in club world. Um, either that or slot in the former Kiwis captain, Dallin Watanizalesniak. And I know that his form hasn't been great. Look, the Warriors haven't been great as a collective, but he's at least somebody who has had international experience at fullback. But... Look, the, the side is really strong. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that Michael Maguire should have gone one way or the other. Um, I, I like the look of it. It's just something that sort of caught my eye. You know, a few people telling me during the week, gee, this is, this is a very strong side, you know, arguably the strongest side we've had in a decade. And I'm like, hold on, we haven't played for three years. Um, let's actually see them out in the park. But I, I can see that. You look at it on paper and you even take the halves pairing. You can dream on that, can't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jerome Hughes, uh, you, you could make an argument that he's the best half in the competition. A, a lot of people would say that Nathan Cleary is, um, but Jerome Hughes, since he's made a, a transition from an interchange player or a, a sometime fullback into the halves, geez, he's so good. He's got it all, doesn't he? You know, like he, whether it's running, passing, kicking, short game, long game, when it comes to the kicking, he's he is the, the complete half. And when you put him up, up alongside Dylan Brown, who, as I said earlier, yeah, he's been one of the, the best defensive halves in the NRL for a, a wee while now. And he's found his attacking game as well this year for the Eels. You know, he's, he's running for, I think, an average of a, 130 metres a game, plenty of tackle busts. Um, he's versatile. He, he's played a few games at centre as well. I, I really like that, that halves pairing. And then when you you think that you've got the old head of Kieran Foran just sitting on the pine waiting for an interjection. Maybe he's uh, you know, got 20 or 30 minutes up his sleeve as well. 
um, that, that trifecta um, gets me excited as well. The experience of Kieran, what he can bring to you know Dylan Brown on debut and, and, and help out Jerome Hughes with, with any um, planning or, or, or ideas for, for taking down the Tongans. It's, um, yeah, it is exciting. And, and you say, look, it's the best team we've had for 10 years. I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with it because it's a side picked on form. These are all form players. And I know that one of the, the um, lines of thinking was, oh, Sean Johnson's been dropped from the Kiwis. Well, Sean Johnson didn't play well enough to be selected for the Kiwis. It's, it's not a position that you, you hold for, forever and a day just because of reputation. <laughs> You've got to go on who's doing um, the best things in the NRL. And uh, unfortunately, Sean's form has been down. So I don't think you can make a case for him. You've got to go with... Jerome, and you've got to go with Dylan because they have been, their form has been scintillating. You can't ignore it. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's going to be a huge day out, of course, with the Kiwi Ferns before that against Satonga as well. It's a sellout. Uh, Greg Peters encouraging everyone to get there nice and early. They want to break a world record for the largest crowd for Women's International. And I, I love Women's International League, and this is a real compliment. I, I don't see the cynicism in their play. I see a freedom, a real desire to play as attacking and free footy as possible. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know we see that in the NRLW as well. So um, yeah, I'm I'm quite keen to see uh, the Kiwi Ferns in action as well. And there's an interesting selection as well with um, Roxy Murdoch Masilla, and obviously the the name is very familiar. It's the the wife of Big Ben from the Warriors, and she's listed to play for the Kiwi Ferns up against her husband's nation. So I don't know what's going on in that household. <laughs> but um, to, to your point, you know, like we've got some really awesome young players. It's a really young Kiwi Ferns side that'll be led especially well by Crystal Rossa um, in the hooker position. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with some of the names, just look out for Autumn Rain Stevens Daly. Bit of a mouthful. Uh, but she can play a variety of positions. She can either play in the halves. She can play on the wing. Um, I think she played wing for the Māori All-Stars. Um, but she pops up at fullback for the Kiwi Ferns on Saturday. Um, she was the Kiwi Ferns Rookie of the Year back in 2020. And, um, you know, she's got the world at her feet. Uh, anything's possible for this one. So look out for Stevens Daly at fullback. And, you know, a, a real feature of the Kiwi Ferns, Daniel, is the fact that most of these players in the 17 have NRLW experience. Yeah. I think only one in the run-on 13, two in the 17, haven't been selected from NRLW land. So, you know, they're getting professional rugby league um, regularly, and obviously later in the year we'll have the 2022 season, even though we had the season of 2021 at the beginning of 2022, if you follow my logic. Um, they're getting, um, you know... R- semi-regular professional rugby league. So, yeah, that the quality that will be on display um, in the Kiwi Ferns-Tonga game will be exceptional as well. Really looking forward to seeing Georgia Hale back as well. Um, yeah, she's, she's brilliant. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing her play in the, in the lock forward position. I know there's now wheat mix on the roof and the wall, and it's all carnage here. I know you've got to get back to the clean-up, but one last one. Oh, no, no, uh, no, no. We, we, we've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. Here, <laughs> um, yeah, please, uh, just keep me from it. No, no, no. I actually yeah. I shipped the young lad out the door. Um, Nana came around and, and, and collected him, and I was like, I can't deal with this. You can. 
So yeah. um, you just side footed it, Modric like to Nana. <laughs> there you go, Nan. See you later. Out, outside of the right <laughs> foot, rather. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry, uh, this is somebody else's problem today. <laughs> So, yeah, but state, state of O, we, we, we can't ignore that. Um, how are the Blues going to rectify this? Granted, they're now up against, um, you know, a, a Queensland side that do have the greatest coach of all time, right? And uh, Billy Slater after that first game. <laughs> oh, it's, it, origin is so weird, isn't it? You just put <laughs> yeah, like it a, is. a legendary player in charge and it just psychs up all of these guys who, you know, they're, they're full professionals. They know how to play a game of rugby league. They just need somebody to inspire them and yeah, I, I guess having Billy Slater in there is a masterstroke because he did so many incredible things for Queensland as a player. So if if you come into camp and you've got Billy Slater in charge, all of a sudden you grow an extra leg and arm, you grow an extra foot and height, and, and you know you, you want to run through a brick wall for somebody like that. Um, oh, you know, like I I, I support the Blues, um, have done for ages. I, I think they they got the Origin 1 selection wrong. Um, they they needed somebody like Jake Trebojevic because he, you know, you only need to watch him in a post-match interview for Manly to, to show the emotion and the passion that he has for his team. And I think when you put him in a rep jersey, that just gets elevated. And, um, yeah, so having Jake Trebojevic back in the mix will certainly help the Blues. Um I'm fascinated by the selection of Matt Burton because, you know, like he, he was playing good footy for Penrith then obviously took the big money move to the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs have been a busted ass. Um, and he's obviously in the, in the halves for the Bulldogs. But to put him in at centre, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. He's, he's, he's not a, the same player as, as Jack Whiten, who was, in, you know, he was probably the Blues' best player in game one. Um, I don't know how they use him because... The, the benefit of Matt Burton is that huge boot of his. But how much kicking will he be doing from the centre position? Is he going to move centrally on the you know fourth, fifth place and, and start putting up those torpedo bombs and the wobblers and you know putting the, the boot through the belly of the ball and making it difficult for the likes of Kalen Ponga, Selwyn Cobbo, Murray Taolangi? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating one. But he does have that Penrith connection. And obviously, Brad Fittler's gone massive on that Penrith connection. They're, they're all over the place. So... That familiarity will probably um, serve them well, but yeah, just a it's a it's a strange one. They, I, I feel like the one of the features of Fittler's reign as, as Blues coach has been putting people in positions that they don't regularly play. <laughs> um, you know, there was that season where he put basically like twelve fullbacks out on the field. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. and start to go out there and do what. Everyone gets a fullback. You get a fullback. Yeah. Wing, you get a fullback. Second row, you get a fullback. Look under your chair. chair. Oh, Jesus, Paul Gutherson. So I don't know, man. It, it, it could it could work out well, or it could blow up in his face. But, I, I've um, come up with a great idea, Goran. Inspired by you, next year the Blues should be coached by three former Blues players, one each game. Uh, to, just to inspire, <laughs> just inspire New South Wales. So go on, Paladin. Give me your, idol. give me, yeah. yeah. Who's in, who's coaching game one, game two, game three? Former Blues players oh. that you, that you think. See, I've got, I've got, I've got Billy Moore definitely coaching Queensland and one. All I know it's just going to be a wagging finger and him just shouting Queensland at the top of his voice for eighty minutes. That will be about that. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, being an Eels supporter, I'd, I'd have to get Nathan Hindmarsh in there. Yeah. Um, Lego man. Oh, Peter Sterling, he'd have to go in there. Mind you, some of these players are so young, they wouldn't even know who Peter Sterling is. They'd probably look <laughs> at old footage of him and go, who's that blonde guy running around? Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you like in Harry a, Potter? A bald gnome standing in front of me. <laughs> um, and then I think for for just shits and giggles, you'd you'd put Brian Fletcher in for game three. You know, it's just a bit of fun. The, season, the series is probably gone. It's like yeah. have a bit of a joke. <laughs> a dead rubber coach. He's the perfect yeah. dead rubber coach, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> I mean, how much time would they spend on the training paddock versus how much time would they spend in the pub? Yeah, yeah. They've probably got the ratio right there. Great to hear your voice, mate. Uh, enjoy the next fortnight. Keep up the great work and look forward to chatting down the line, Goran. Take it easy, mate. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for the opportunity and uh, have a good day. Will do, Goran Paladin from Sky Sport. Uh, the key uh, presenter for all things rugby league. Huge couple of weeks ahead. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.